Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Rennie Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we discuss Tiger's first interview since his accident, controlling emotions on course, and the Hero World Challenge. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the podcast, episode 47. I'm your host, Rennie Duran, joined by my co-host, Ryan Munoz. Yo! Let's get into it. It's been a, a, a fun week here. We actually spoke pretty recently watching the uh, the match the last match. Friday. Uh, that was a, a really fun time. Got to see some fun banter between those two. Didn't see very much good golf. Um but overall, it was something to do on, on Black Friday when not much else is going on. A lot of people just hanging out, shopping, doing doing nothing, being with family. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It was it was all right. It was uh, it was fun to to talk about it live and, and record the show. Right. Um, I think that was more entertaining than the actual product that was uh, given to us. But yeah. I'm glad Brooks won. And um, yeah. It definitely didn't give us. I, I think that I definitely think that uh, Phil Mickelson being there added a lot to it. I mean, without him, that thing would have been just a snoozer. Yeah, I agree. Those guys couldn't hit fairways. The uh, Bryson didn't play well at all. Um, it was it was a rout. Didn't win a single hole. Um, so yeah, got a lot of fun stuff to talk about this week. We got some game talk. We're just going to review, you know, some recent rounds that we played, where our state of our games, anything that we've learned, and we're going to have a handy recap. We're going to keep posting our, our handicaps here each week to see, you know, if are they going up, are they going down. We'll have a little bit of PGA talk. Um, we'll dive into some golf gambling, and we'll finish up, as always, with our up and down. So this week, you got a couple rounds in. That I, I did. I got I got nine holes in. Um, before we get into, since you played two rounds, I only played nine. Figured I'd start this week. Cool. Got nine holes in at Fleming here at Harding Park. Um, God bless you guys. Best little nine hole. It's that nine hole is tough, dude. It's so hard. I mean, they have yeah. There's some long par threes on there. Yeah. And then, and then the par fours are very challenging as well because you can't hit it straight. You have to hit it around a turn. Like th- the first hole there, I don't know what what do you hit. You have to hit a draw of some sort because it, it's it's such a dog leg left for a right hander. And if you go straight, you're gonna blow it through the fairway into I think it's hole uh, seven or eight or something yeah, like that on, on on actual Harding. Yes, and if you go. If you try to go over the trees, you got to get it way up there to clear it. Yeah, and there's no real layup option because it's 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 a long hole. And it's well. so long, so exactly. You can't fucking just fire off a nice little middle iron down the down the middle because mm-hmm. then you got well you can, but you need to hit like a fucking three wood or something in yeah. into the to the green if you if you do that. So that hole um, should be a par five. It absolutely should be a par five. Yeah, I think it would make for better scoring and, and uh, a little bit kind of then then you then you can play it a little differently too, and it's it's less stressful um, yeah. than trying to surgically place a tee shot or lay up, and then you got to hit a booming second shot into the green. Yep. Yeah, because if you hit a not like you said a long iron, you're still 200 yards out. Um, Onto, and hitting into a, just a tiny, tiny, tiny little, little green. green with bunkers all over it. Yeah. The best thing to do, I think, is just to go for par. I mean, you can't even go for it in two. Um, but yeah, I played pretty inconsistent. And the reason why we ended up playing at Harding, or at, at Fleming, is because fucking Lincoln Park Golf Course just 
can't get their shit together. Um, this is not a new development. This is not new. We've bitched about it a lot. They need to if they give a single fuck about that course, you know, the, it would be such a draw. I mean, this this the the vistas are incredible. The history that the course has is awesome. They play the city championship there every year. Uh, and you know, my my dad can't walk. Uh, can't walk the cor- that course. That course is incredibly difficult to walk, even for us. A lot of hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a challenging walk. So if he's going to be, you know, he, he called in the day or a few days before and said, hey, what time do I got to get there to get a cart? Our tea time was at 11. We got there at, at 9.15. They told us to be there by 10. We get there. And Sufficient there's, time. There's three carts out. There's three carts out there. And there's three people in line, three singles. Each one of them take... A fucking golf uh, cart. And so we're sitting there holding the bag. And there's nothing they can do. And the thing is, I was like, okay, well, what about when the early tea times come back? You know, that'll be five hours if they tee off at 6.30. By the time that we tee off, it'll be like 11, 11.30. Is there, can we just see? Those here? carts are so old, they got to go back in, I would imagine. They can't. Yeah, exactly. They can't recharge. They don't have enough to, like, recharge them and keep them going back out. Yeah. I guess they take so long or whatever. So... We had to again. Uh, that's not surprising to me. Called everywhere. Um. I called everywhere. I called every golf course uh, in the city. I even called Peacock Gap and a couple uh, in the East Bay. No times available. Which of course it's a Saturday, right? Yep. And so, trying to figure out what to do, we decide just to go have some some breakfast. And I want at least got to hit some golf balls. Mm-hmm. You know, we got all of our shit. We're wearing our. Yeah, you were ready for golf. Yeah. Uh, so we just went to Harding Park and just figured, okay, we'll eat there and just put our names in. They don't have a waiting list technically, but just keep checking in to see whether or not we would get a get a tea, a tea time. time. And so nothing available. We were trying on both courses. We go and have breakfast, and we ended up making friends with the bartender there. And you've seen him before. Yeah. I think his name is Mike. Uh, just really cool dude. And basically my dad was just like, hey – you know, can you help? Can you hook it up with a tea time? And the guy was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Well, he went in and he went into the pro shop and comes back and tells us to ask about a, a tea time uh, around eleven forty. Go in there. Sure enough, they hooked it up and we got to play. So shout out to I, I believe his name is Mike. Uh, really appreciated getting Hell hooked yeah. up. Hell yeah, let's playing. go, let's go. Um, but yeah, I I had a uh, I had a great time playing. I just didn't play very well. Again, like. Long irons aren't my my jam. Um, that's my biggest weakness. I think a lot of people find that to be a weakness in their game. It's a long iron nine hole. It, that's all it is. It, I mean, every I think there's two little short par threes. Two short par threes, and the short one's a six iron still. Two and then two. Two's the nine iron, nine or eight iron, and, and then I think it's like, it like four. Yeah, I think it's four or even three. Nine is no nine. three and four. You're right because three is a six iron. Four is the four is uh, like a little eight iron. It's an eight iron, but that tree four is a bastard of a hole. It's a bastard of a hole because I uh, hit, I hit the high draw and it has a tree blocking my entry into the nine's like a medium length par three. Right, right. Um, but yeah, you're right. There's not very many. It's you, you think nine holes and you you think like oh you know I can just bring a couple wedges and my putter out there. Don't do that um, no. when you go to Fleming. Make sure you got the whole bag. You got to have the whole bag. What you don't need is a, a pitching wedge or a, an approach wedge. You just need your whatever your chipping is wedge true. is. Um, but you got some, you. you got, I know about that. I was just gonna say you, you had a a pretty eventful weekend playing golf. 
Where'd you play? Uh, so I played on Wednesday uh, at Seascape, and that was that was fun. That's basically my home track. So um, it, it's in great shape for the most part. It was cold. It was hella cold to play in the, the ass crack at dawn. So the first nine holes, first six holes in particular, were very cold. Um, but loosened up and got a ton of breaks and shot an 83 out there. Um, I mean, I, I parred that sixth hole, which, which is a long par three with a putt from the fringe that like just barely held on. Mm-hmm. It barely made it onto the green and then it rolled past the hole. So I had an uphill putt. Like that hole is so ridiculous. Um, and then I got a couple birds on the par fives playing from the side after I sprayed my driver. Um, but I mean, I played well, I struck the ball really well, but I definitely got some great bounces and got mm-hmm. out of there with an 83, which is almost my low score. And I think my low score is there just in the 82. Um, and it was very fun round. Uh, and then I played on Saturday in the Valley at the reserve at Spanos park, which is a great course. Um, I'd love to play there sometime. It's a very fun track. We play the combo tees, which is fun. Yeah. It makes the par threes a little more challenging. They're a little longer, um, played with, the Stockton boys um, had a little match play going. It was, you know, overall I struck the ball pretty goddamn well. Mm-hmm. Um, I had uh, two blow up holes and a minor lapse in my 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 temperament um, over these two blow up holes. Really, I was frustrated through most of the round, but um, I let let my emotions get the best of me briefly. Not in front of anyone. I was off to the side and slammed a club to the ground and ended up. Uh, Bending the shaft of a wedge and then and then ultimately breaking that wedge, uh, which is now getting repaired. Um, wasn't I didn't throw anything or didn't go crazy. It was just accumulation of of, of some frustration blowing up. But I I shot a forty three on the front nine, um, and then that really should have been a lower score there. Mm-hmm. And then even with my blow up, I shot a ninety two in total, so a forty nine on the back nine. Um, and it was really two holes that I that I blew up on. Um, and then I kind of dialed it back in somehow. Um, I, I, at one point I I thought it was just going to, I thought there was going to be more clubs being broken out there. Um, but (laughs) you should have, you should have broke that bent ass six iron. I know. Well, then I hit a good shot with that actually to kind of get me centered again. But, um, yeah. So, uh, someone that will remain to be named here, but I was playing team, team game, team match with my buddies. Um, I was playing pretty well. I wasn't my my teammate wasn't playing as well, so I was getting. I wasn't mad at him, but I was frustrated because we should have been winning more holes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I thought that I was more so mad at myself because I I knew I was I was squandering really good drives out there with some poor wedges, mm-hmm. and then I fuck I started hitting some good wedges, um, and I missed some putts, and then. Uh, one of our buddies that, that doesn't play too much, um, and I move at a very ready golf pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was, uh, and he's already a boisterous fellow. Um, and, <laughs> and so, uh, there was a few moments where, um, I mean, there's many moments. I, I've never stepped off so many fucking golf shots in my life, actually. I stepped away from at least 10 or 15 shots throughout the day. Um, but, some yelling and some conversation going on, mm-hmm. which is fine. I'm not a pro golfer, so I don't expect right. it to, I don't need it to be quiet and, you know, but, um, I think it, it's the, the, it's the, uh, unexpected, like 
outburst or whatever. If it's a well, constant conversation, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so part of it's on me. I knew, and I did a good job through the front nine. I flubbed a chip. I had a, I was sitting, laying, I was five feet off the green on a uphill par five, laying, laying my third shot, right? Mm-hmm. So I knew, um, I had an easy little chip. I knew I could probably get in, uh, actually, I had an easy chip. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was laying three. I mishit my my wedge and left it short, but left it in like a good spot. This was the one that started to get me. And then uh, I got some yelling in my chip that I flubbed. And like, I mean, that's my best part of my game. So I don't really fuck that up. I, it was cool. Kept my cool, took some breaths, took my strokes, ended up fucking doubling the hole because mm-hmm. I fucking uh, took a real aggressive putt going back up the hill because I had so much distance left because I fucking flubbed my chip. Mm-hmm. And then I had a putt coming back downhill. So could have almost was ready to break something then. Pursued through it, hit some good shots, got us back into the swing of things. Um, and then on, I think it was the 10th hole, my boy was yelling across the fairway, trying to yell at the group over to the side, literally behind me as I'm setting up to hit my approach shot. I stepped away from the shot five times. <laughs> then I hit a, I hit a good shot. It went over the green, um, probably because I was a little bit amped up. And then I, uh, I, f- f- uh, there was more conversation going on during my chip, which I flubbed another chip, and that was the setting point. I didn't blow up on this hole ten. I blew up on hole eleven and twelve. Um, mm. But what, so uh, was there a specific? What, did that happen when you when the club broke? When you slammed the club was, or was that just a bad shot? So no, then I, then I, then it was a culmination. I, uh, then 11 was just a terrible hole. Uh, and 12, I, I, um, at 12, I, I blasted a drive cause I was fucking pissed from the hole before. Uh, probably we all thought this was going like right in front of the green, um, this ball gets lost because we take too long on the tee box. The, uh, people sprayed their shots. We were just not playing ready. This ball is lost. I'm telling you, this was a fucking crushed tee shot that there's no way this thing could have been lost. This thing's gone. So I take a drop and I hit a little, I flub another chip shot because I'm just irate at that point, right? That I fucking just pumped a drive. And it was after that shot that I slammed my wedge into a downhill or into a a hard grade. um, Mm. And then it bent, and then I just ultimately stepped on it and, and completed the job there after that. Um, and then dialed it back in, but I posted two triples there. We got our ass handed to us in our match, which was predominantly my fault. But um, I thought I did well, um, minus those little issues. I was, I was, I was fine. Uh, it's the first time I've, I've lost my cool like that in a long time on a golf course. I'm not very happy about it, but... Um, We'll learn. We'll get yeah. better from it. Um, I know I can chip the ball very well. Mm-hmm. The the perks are I was driving the ball really well. Um, and I really should have scored. I thought I was going to come back after a 43. I was pretty disappointed in my 43, to be honest, on the front because I thought it should have been like in the low 40s, under 40. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I was going to come back with a good back nine. And I ripped a tee shot and then just all hell broke loose from basically hole 10 through 12. Um, but... Again, um, very good friends. I told him after the round I was not mad. I was more mad at myself than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and still am. 
Uh, but this is the this is the the honesty hour. I'm embarrassed by it, but uh, I got to be honest and own up to it. So um, I thought I thought it might be appropriate then to have a little bit of fun with the incident that happened with the the breaking of the club, and ask you what you think the power rankings are in terms of broken clubs. Because if you think about it, you have the various different ways that you could break a club. You got you got what you did, slammed it into the ground. Yes. Yours was a combo of the slam with the step. You could also just go straight to the step, you know, step on it. You also got over the knee. Over the knee. You got the Bo Jackson over the neck break. Um, um, or you got the throw. The, the throw you that leads. Or you got just an in-play break, right? Um, but that's in, unintentional. Okay, okay. So we're talking, right. intentional, we're, in, we're talking intentional here, so... Starting from the third, the third worst. Uh, so, and by worst, do you think like, are we ranking this like worst is like the best or, uh, I, you know, I'm saying, like, uh, yeah, good question. Like, like, I'm saying like, uh, what you would say is like, what makes you look coolest or what makes you look like more worst. like a jack off? Yeah. What, what do you think? Okay. Okay. Worst? So what makes you probably look the most like the jack off is throwing a club and breaking it. I think that's number one because mm-hmm. you can probably hurt someone. Um, and you just, I don't know, you look like a, a, a pussy. I, I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, just break it over your knee. So <laughs> that leads me, you can probably infer. So probably the second worst look I would say is, um, slamming it into the ground and breaking it like I did or the slam, the slam bend and then step on. Mm-hmm. And then probably the least look. Least bad is just breaking it over the knee because you look. I mean, really, whatever you break over your knee, you could break anything over your knee. You still look pretty fucking cool. It does so, look pretty tight. Um, having done two of those and had a break, yeah. Um, what What do you got? Um, I would have. I think the one that makes you look the worst is. Um, oh, we didn't even talk about hitting it against something. Actually, actually, it's kind I mean, of hitting thing. against something that yeah. that yeah that that's probably. That and a throw are probably the two worst. Yeah, I think I would have to agree with the throw because, like you said, you're putting other people in danger and you're pissed off enough to throw it hard enough and not just fucking break it right away. The second worst one, I think, is over the knee just because it's, like, so, like, I don't know, flamboyant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, so, like, big. It's, like, boom. And then third, I would definitely say the, the the foot snap. Yeah, um, so so I this no one in our group known had known that this had to happen mm-hmm. except for myself. Um, and then and then obviously I walked up to the green and and, and let it be known. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, this was off to the side. No one was injured. Um, I was actually surprised. I like I said, I kind of hit some hard ground. I didn't anticipate it actually breaking mm-hmm. or bending. It's my favorite club. It's my fifty four. What I used to chip all the time. I actually had some good chips with my 48, almost chipped one in. Um, but nice. yeah, um, so it's getting repaired. Uh, what I did not intend to happen, or what I, an unforeseen problem with this is it's hard to find a 54 degree lofted wedge as a left hander. I thought I could just go buy a new one. Yeah. Luckily, their shafts should have a new wedge within um, about a, a, a week and a half's time. That's tough. I mean, you you have a hard time finding clubs. That's it took about. me a long. I had to order that thing. You they it's the fifty because fifty four is a little odd. To, you know, there's mm-hmm. tons of fifty six, sixties, and fifty twos. Right. Um, how my clubs are set up. So the moral of that is, don't be an asshole. Um, shit happens. We're not that. I mean, what, the biggest thing for me is I, I've, I've I've been 
I've had many moments where I've wanted to break a club and shit, and mm-hmm. I, I haven't had an episode like this in a long time. Um, Christ, I hit 12 bunkers in one round in Fresno just recently, and I, I wasn't even close to losing my cool on the course. You know? So um, it was a heated match, so I was losing money in the match as well, um, and I was just getting – I was just very frustrated. Um, <laughs> I don't fucking yell shit when people are talking. I don't sing Nip- Nipsey Hustle fucking lyrics when people are swinging their clubs, um, <laughs> and I sure as shit don't yell across the course. But – that's all right. <laughs> there are friends. There are assholes. We love them. So uh, all is all is well that ends well. Um, when's the when's the next time you're playing? Ooh, I don't know when the next time I'm gonna play. Redemption. Um, again, I I I I'll go to the range and maybe work on some stuff. But I I don't know. Whenever whenever it comes up, maybe maybe two weekends from now. Um, I thought about going out on Tuesday because I had some free timer yesterday, mm-hmm. and trying to get a round in. But um, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think uh, on a, on another note, I mean, I guess it's our game segment. I got something wrong with my shoulder, um, and when I play like multiple rounds in a week, too, my shoulder and elbow or or there's a little something, some sort of issue. So I might. I might go see what the fuck's wrong with my arm here mm. too, um, and, and get that going. But it definitely, I feel fine. Um, but golf seems to really aggravate it, so um, it's odd. Yeah, go get that checked out, um, and make sure that you're good to go for when we play Poppy at the end of the month. Oh, we'll be. I'll be fully ready for Poppy. I'll be playing. I love me fucking be swinging a golf club soon enough. I'm hoping to, or I'm going to be playing Corica next weekend. Uh, Playing 27 holes with a random golf club of San Francisco guys. Nice. The guys we played Pasatiempo yep, with. Yep. Pumped about that. We're playing the south course. Um, and then the little nine hole. And then the nine hole of the new north course. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. So really excited to see what the north course looks like. Um, and then just to play Corica because uh, that course is fun to play. Set a personal record there last time with a 75. We did play from the Whites. But we did also count every stroke. Yep. Um, so that was really a, a fun time. But again, it plays really, really short from the whites. Cool. I'm excited to hear about the uh, the North Course. Yeah, and I'll definitely give a a, a review on on the on that nine. Um, and I'm also really interested and really excited to uh, put into play some of the things that I just learned in a recent lesson with Dylan Smith. And if you guys have listened to the podcast before, we've talked about, um, about Dylan's, uh, lessons he does online. Um, I would reach out to him on his Instagram and Dylan, Dylan Smith golf. He offers, uh, like I said, online lessons or in person, if you're in the Bay area, he's great. And so he's finally got me, uh, trying to go with the fade here after, a year and a half, two years of, of really hitting the high draw, we're going to the fade. I'm just really excited to try that out because Very nice. every every book you read, every really great golfer, um, you know, most of the guys on tour, they hit um with their swing, they eliminate the left side of the golf course or one side of the golf yep. course. And learning how to do something like that would just, I think be a little bit easier on me in terms of, you know, having a go-to shot, being able to swing a little bit easier as I get older. Um, and it could be great, but it also could be absolutely disastrous because I've always hit a draw. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, 
Yes. I mean, I think it's cool that that's the, uh, the point you're at. Um, I kind of went through the, the reversal of that and trying to learn a draw as someone that just fades the ball with my natural swing. And I've kind of right. just stepped back and accepting that I'm going to fade quite a bit of shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really the same idea. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, give Dylan Dylan a follow on on Instagram, uh, if anything, because he just he's always posting content and insight from uh, lessons that he's got going on all the time. Yep. Uh, all right, we'll uh, we'll do our handy recap now. What's your what's your index at? All right, my index. I just posted like a month worth of scores. I've been bad. I hadn't really posted anything since your wedding, and then I hadn't actually I played golf. Really, I didn't really play too much golf through like the month of October. So um, I'm not too far behind. My index is a 14.6 at the moment. Right on. And what, what's your low? My low index was a 12.6. Mm. Awesome. Um, and that's that was probably like a year and a half ago um, before kind of breaking everything down and rebuilding it back up. Right, right. Um, right now I just posted a, I posted the Fleming score and I thought I would, I thought it would definitely go up. Um, I'm waiting for an update, but right now I'm in it at an eight, nine, but I fully expect it to go above nine very, very, very soon. Especially if I'm trying a new swing. I like this segment. That's going to keep me on posting scores, which I need to be better at. Definitely. All right. Should we... Jumping in some PGA talk? Sure. Let's do it. Um, just want to say real quick, I mean, I, I can't sit here and say I, I was someone who knew a lot about Lee Elder, um, you know, until recently, about two years ago. I think it was like the COVID Masters, right? When they had him tee off with Jack and... Uh, yeah. And then he teed off again this last one right. as well. And so before that had happened, uh, I had didn't really know much about him. It's a shame. Uh, I just want to say, you know, rest in peace. Yeah. A true pioneer to the game. 100%. Uh, I can't even imagine what it must have been like in the 70s going through what, what he did. And it's pretty documented and it sounds pretty horrible. But at the same time, it's actually quite impressive. Uh, a true, like I said, true pioneer. Well, and it's, you know, this is why you don't just negate things that happen in history, right? Exactly. And you talk about it, we move forward as a, a, a sport, as a society, um, and acknowledge people like this dude that, that made all kinds of sacrifices for generations to come. Exactly. I, I wish they would have done it sooner with him teeing off. I, it's, I think it's, the only thing I have to really say about it is per, it's, a, it's a shame that, you know, when Arnie passed away that they didn't think about it to do it sooner. Well, uh, you know, the Masters is great and all, but we're not talking the most progressive right. group of uh, patrons. Right. It's just a shame <laughs> that he only got to do it twice. No, I, understandable. You're, you're, you're completely right. He should be known about, we should have, as kids, we should have seen him teeing off right. uh, with that. With he that should group, have been so. discussed like, you know, Jackie Robinson or anything or something like that because, I mean, it's a, I mean, that the, golf is the widest sport on on the planet so i think that it's 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 growing it's becoming obviously more diverse and today the state of the game is great in terms of diversity from people all around the world but uh he'll he will be missed um he's obviously a pioneer that led to guys like tiger woods vj singh playing you know playing at augusta and winning and winning majors so 
Yeah. And I mean, you know, we're LPGA guys too, right? right. Uh, LPGA and, and, and ladies golf being prominent as, and as popular as it is now too. So, yeah. Um, all right. Other than that, big story this week. Tiger's recent comments, announcements. He gave his first interviews. He's on TV again. Well, like, what are your what are your initial thoughts just seeing him again? Because we haven't seen anything of him except like pictures here and there. And yeah, uh, it's great to see him. Shit, um, see him do you know sit down and do some cool long form interviews. Uh, obviously, everything very catered um, and. Yeah, you know, not like a true podcast. Uh, things, things you could tell a little bit of stuff thought out, and and yeah. again, certain topics to address and not to address. Um, I mean, you know, it was. I don't know. I, I do. I think you need to do like three different interviews with every golf outlet and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not really. Probably could have just done the one at the Hero, right? Um, but it's Tiger, so you know. Uh, Everybody wants a piece. Yeah, everyone wants a piece. Um, I don't know. None of this is that surprising to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he would. First of all, Tiger hasn't been a full time PGA player, you know, in in a decade, anyways. Right. Right. So that's not like that groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think what's more groundbreaking is just it's you, you hear a guy like you hear him talk about this and just basically, you know, he's a a Goliath of a figure mm-hmm. and he's just kind of, you know, owning up to me, which everyone, this happens to all people, but, you know, owning up to being human. And, uh, I think he's got a traumatic accident, a yeah. crazy accident coupled with, he's just, you know, father time too. Yeah. So you got two forces acting together. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think, you know, uh, and then I'll, I'll flip this over to you at the end of the day, I don't think golf needs Tiger Woods to be an active PG to be, you know, on every tour at every tour event playing right. and stuff as well. Um, I think we've kind of seen him sink into the role that he's going to fulfill for the rest of his, you know, for the rest of his kind of public career. And that's to be more an ambassador for golf and more of, um, you know, kind of a mentor to this younger generation. Um, and obviously it was great to see the masters in there. Um, yeah. And it'll be awesome to see him, you know, play at Augusta again. We talked about this on the 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 uh, the My match pod, the yeah. match podcast. You know, what, what where we think he could win. We both agreed. You know, it's the Masters and 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 the British Open, pretty right. much. And I would expect to see him at those two tournaments. I'd expect him to see you know see him play a role in some U.S. Opens and stuff. But I don't think to see him not playing right there is isn't that surprising to me. So. Right. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we just got to be, like I said, this is, this is kind of the role that he's, that was, we could see this coming down the pipeline the last decade anyways. Mm -hmm. And so now it just somewhat forces his hands, but you know, as long as he's around in the game of golf, I think it's, it's, it's always a benefit. Yeah. Um, I have to say the same. We've been, we've been saying what Tiger's saying for, like you said, 10 years now, he's just going to kind of pick and choose when he plays. And that's pretty much what he's been doing. Uh, it the the thing for me is here is is hearing him say it and then look in his eyes is just like you know he he kind of looks tired he look he looks he looks like uh, a man who 
he he's totally accepted it at he this has. point. He has. Uh, he denied it or didn't deny it, but he just kind of held on and believed in himself and kept that confidence for as long as he possibly could. But he he seems very humbled. I think he looks a little relaxed and relieved too. Um, I mean, you know, the competitor in him yeah. obviously is going to want to be the best golfer ever and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean. You know, it's kind of a relief to not have all that pressure on you now, too. That is too. true. Um, and now someone that's had that pressure their entire life from mm-hmm. being a junior golfer to this point. So, um, yeah, not to cut you off there. Sorry. No, it's all good. And we'll get to, and I, I think there'll be more time for him and Charlie and, and his kids all together. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Charlie play golf if that's what he wants to do as a, as a profession. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to miss seeing Tiger as often, but seeing him. He's going to be a fixture here on out. This is like how when uh, like Arnie and 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 Jack Gary Player Gary Player kind of started just picking and picking and choosing the the tournaments they're going to play in, and you look forward to the majors now because you get to see those people instead of seeing them every week. Um, Tiger's a huge draw, as as everybody knows. I just uh, yeah, it's just it. it Seeing him be human makes me feel even more human. Yeah, I don't know. How, I don't. I don't know how else to explain it. He just no. seemed like the guy that would just always keep going uh, with his hard work and dedication to the game. The way that he stays in shape, you think, okay, maybe he could be that guy that plays, you know, well into his late forties, maybe play into his early fifties. But it makes me think that he's not going to be playing. Like we were talking about last week, like does he play on the Champions Tour? Like, is he? That would be really fun to see him and Phil battle out on, on, on battle it out on the on the Champions Tour. But I, I just, I don't know if that's going to happen now. If I yeah. were, if I were him, I wouldn't play it. I would, I would just do my thing until I'm done playing in the in the majors. If they don't let him in there, or his eligibility runs up, um, or he wants to be around his kids more. Like I just, you know, I, I don't see that happening now. Um, but you know, yeah. The worst I mean, thing. only you know, time will tell, and we'll see. We'll see. You know what what, what happens. Um, but again, I think we both could see the writing on the wall previously, right. uh, even before this car accident. Right. Right. Um, and just thank God we got what the what is it, was it twenty eighteen Masters? Yeah. So or, uh, or 20, 2019, 2019 Masters. Yeah. Um, excuse me, but. Um, you know that 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 makes that moment even more incredible. Um, I agree. Um, thank God we got to see that. I would say. I mean, what do you think? Do you think he ever wins a tournament or a major again? I would say I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, I think he might win another tournament again. I think a major would be a stretch, but you can't count him out, right? No, I I I I, I can see him. Uh, I think again, like we touched on last week, it's got to be it's got to be Augusta again or um, a British Open. You yeah. know, I'd say like St Andrews, which is hosting the British Open this year. So that not saying that it, who knows if he can even come back for that, mm-hmm. but um, it's a shame that maybe it's not like two years down the road I at know. St Andrews. You I know. know, so you can fucking write a great, incredible story. So yep. who knows? Yeah. Um, cool. Well, he's hosting. He's hosting the Hero World Challenge. Shout out to the guy that forgot his question when uh, he was asking Tiger a question at that press conference. Dude, Dude. that was the most awesome moment <laughs> I think I I've ever seen in press up. conference history. 
We love you, brother. Uh, if I was in that situation, I would freeze up too. Yeah. <laughs> Tiger Wood just told you he's going to lose his goddamn leg at one point. Tiger fucking stared into his soul yeah. and made him forget his question. Fuck. <laughs> Daggers, man. Um, but I'm pu- I'm actually going to watch this tournament. The, I mean, these these are the top 18 players, not, not necessarily ranked in the world, but they've all won. Uh, great field. Uh, there's no cut, right? Just 18 guys going out there. Yeah, um, no cut. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be – well, it's definitely going to be the first one that I watch every single day of the tournament most likely. Or at least, you know, make sure I catch the highlights for all of them because these last few tournaments, the fields have been rather thin. Uh, this is, you know, clearly a, an invitational. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. So I um, – full honesty – I probably won't watch too much of this tournament. Um, I may catch a little bit on Sunday and check in. I'll, I'll check in throughout the week, but mm-hmm. um, I don't think I'll really watch it. I, I just uh, – golf in December is tough for me to get fully behind. I know uh, – Yeah. And, 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 and it's 18, so it's like – I don't know. It's, you know, it's ba- – like you said, it's an invitational. Right. Uh, in fact, I think the only time I've really ever watched the Hero Challenge is watching Tiger Woods come back from injury, and this right. is like the first tournament that he's back at. Right. So, um, you know, it's football season, it's basketball season going on. Um, I don't know, I'll man. probably flip it on on Sunday in anticipation of watching something other than football and and knowing that my Broncos are going to get fucking smoked on Sunday night. So, um, but. It just doesn't do too much for me. I'm ready for uh, I'm ready for champions to, or tournament of champions in in January. Yeah, I want uh, I want I want the full fields back. I'm ready for regular golf. The 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 real FedEx Cup season starting. I think uh, I'm drawn to it for the field. I'm drawn to it for the golf course. Ernie Els designed, believe it or not. Very Ernie, nice. Yeah, big easy. Yeah. So I mean, I've been looking at. You know, footage of the course, looking at some of these highlights, these pictures they have here. It looks absolutely incredible. Um, so really, I'm really pumped for, for them to start tomorrow. I'll be checking it out. Um, let's see. I mean, should we just move right along? Are you betting? Are you going to gamble this week? No, I'll be gambling. Not on golf. Not on um, golf. I don't, uh, matchups, I'm not going to, I'm not a big matchups guy anyways. Um so I, I I won't be doing any matchups for the the um, this week. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna bet either on on this because they're only doing head to heads. I'd rather yeah. do a winner or um or a top ten. The head to head stuff sounds kind of fun, so I might do it. I might do it Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. It is it is fun. Um, I just kind of look for certain matchups though, right? Right. Um. And it, when you only have 18 players, it's a little tougher. Mm-hmm. I mean, the biggest, the biggest, uh, the biggest bet or the biggest underdog is uh, Heinrich Stenson against um, Victor Hovland. And what's his payout? His is 180 plus 180. Yeah. So um, it's not much. No, it's not. It's not. Um, and, it's, and then, like in that, for that, that's the money line, and then. 
the other spread is just a half stroke. Yeah, a half stroke at one ten. I mean, and that's that's a golf matchup though too, right? Right. You're not going to get crazy, you know, plus five hundred on something Mm -hmm. because they don't they don't the books won't put those out. So when you look at like a regular tournaments, there's only like I can't go look up like oh I'm going to fucking put Hovland against you know the fucking. Joe Schmo, I don't yeah. want to throw out some, some <laughs> you don't games, want to shit on but, somebody. Right? Yeah, yeah, but Joe Schmo that just got his just got his card from the yeah. Corn Ferry Tour. Yep, um, they only put out the matchups that they want you to bet on. Um, that 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 in itself should be enough for the golf gambling section right there. That's the kind of knowledge that you can only get from a true DGen. <laughs> Um, did you put any money on the the match at all? No, I missed it at the start, and we couldn't live bet it. Remember, that's right. That's fucking, right. we could live bet fucking table tennis in Azerbaijan, yeah. but we can't fucking. That shit is wild. <laughs> if you guys ever get a chance to check that out, like like ping pong, table tennis, it has a huge, huge gambling market. My God, we can't live bet the the match that they were trying to jam down our throats in Vegas. Yeah. Um, now I'm sure if you all dependent on your betting platform, I'm right. sure. Oh, that's right. Remember we we're talking on there. It was DraftKings. Yes, it was sponsored by DraftKings, and so. we can't and, you, and we can't play uh, DraftKings. We're not in DraftKings area. So, yep. Um, I put I mistakenly bet Brooks twice and hit that. So better, better than Brenton betting twice, Bryson twice. Yep. <laughs> And I put two futures. I might have mentioned this already. I got uh, two futures for the Masters. Uh, Will Zalatoris and Scotty Scheffler at plus 4,500 to win. Nice. I feel I feel better about the Scheffler bet than the Zalatoris just because he's going to have a lot of pressure on him because he got in second. Like, so well, yeah. yeah. And who knows how he's coming back health-wise um, after having missed some time towards the end of the season. Although yep. we saw him out at the Fortinet. Yeah, up close. Played pretty good. I saw, dude. I saw him right. Like I move, I move. I had to move the rope for him, dude. He would have been impeded by the rope if it wasn't volunteer, for me. So volunteer life. Volunteer so life. William, you're welcome. Um, you know, feel free to 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 reach out anytime. All right. Well, no gambling this week. It looks like. Should we just wrap it up with some up and down? Cool. All right, up and down. It's our segment that can literally be anything in the game of golf. It could be. In our own personal lives, things that are, you know, a couple things that are going up, a couple things that are down. Uh, you want to start? All right, sure. Um, my ups, let's go with big ups to the big cat, making, you know, being back in public, mm-hmm. um, being out and about uh, and, and showing signs in, in the road to improvement just for his own physical health and well-being. Um Shit, that's really the only up that I have at the moment. Um, downs, I've got the match. I thought the match was pretty boring aside yeah. from doing a um, podcast with you, which I found more entertaining than the actual match. Right. Uh, I've got my own mental game and demeanor as I lost my, my cool and, again, embarrassed about it um, and not happy with that. But I will be back. Um, oh, and up, I was driving the shit out of the ball all week again still. Nice. So the driver's, the, the, the driver's long game up, up, the tee's still there. Um, but my attitude, and that's just, I know I'm better than that. Um, so uh, I don't, I, I think I'm my own hardest critic on this, but that's a down, that's a, a big time down. Um, and then the last down I have is this affects my personal life and my own. My own happiness is uh, the entire the entire state of college football as a whole and these fucking coaching clowns that how they're able to 
leave their teams in the middle of uh, prior to the season being done and bowl games and the whole transfer portal. Um, I don't, I'm less mad about kids transferring out once their coach leaves, but um, God damn, the Bulldogs are in, in, in getting hosed here. Um, and and it pisses me off uh, even more so like the, the, the Notre Dame guy too. Uh, like they're, they're, they, they could potentially be playing for a national championship and this fucking jack off just left their yeah. team. So uh, it's wrong. These guys are getting paid millions of dollars, finish out the season, just make up a rule because it's not right to the kids that are busting their ass, especially in football, right? right. Um, they're going out there risking literally their lives and their own physical well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, and they deserve the the respect to know that their coach isn't going to leave them and their teammates ain't going to leave them right before, you know, what could potentially be the biggest game of their career. Right. Or the last game of their career. Completely agree. Um, it's a shame and it's not right. Um, for myself, I would have to say, uh, up is just uh, looking forward to trying to get better, applying the new feels that I learned from the lesson with Dylan. Nice. Uh, I've been also re-listening to a bunch of golf books that I read or listened to, uh, over this past year. Maybe I should go back through Zen golf. Uh, Uh, Zen golf, um, golf is not a game of perfect is also a really good one that I recommend. That one's, listen to that one. That you've listened to that one. That Dr. one's Dr. Bob Rotunda. Yes, yeah, Rotella. Rotella. There we go. He's uh, that. That one's super, super quick. I, yeah, ninety minutes. Like really, like one, like trip somewhere and back. But but that's a great point. Re-listening to him because mm-hmm. there's so many little little nuggets in those books. Yeah. Um. That that I think you 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 know you try to. I remember I, I have my notes section on my phone and I'm trying to like write them all down and stuff. But you inevitably miss something. Yeah. So the re-listen is great. I totally or reread. Agree. Yeah, exactly. And so <laughs> I, uh, I completely agree with that. I had, I, I, I took notes. I have notes on, on the entire book and I've been meaning to add them to the website. I just, I felt, you know, might as well, if I'm going to add it to the web, the, the website, re-listen to it so that it's a little bit easier to understand what I wrote mm-hmm. down. And, uh, I, I'm, ver- I'm very glad I did. It really helps. It really helped when I was at the range the other day. Um, you know, working on some things, just kind of, you know, making sure I practice with some purpose, keep the right mindset, you know, get back into a routine, get back into acceptance on bad shots and getting back to being like a, my own best cheerleader. So, um, that's, uh, that's one thing that's up. Um, are those the two things that are up for myself down? Um, you know, the, the semi, the semi end of tiger or just, you know, hearing it, hearing him say it that, you know, he might be able to win a tournament here or there once in a while, but um, just just to see the culmination of his career, it's finally here yeah. towards the end. And that's just, you know, humbling and a little sad because you want him to, to play forever. Um, and then the other thing is that, you know, the, probably not going to be playing well for a spell, trying to, trying to get better. Um, you're going to try to, not have to take too many steps back while trying to improve, but that's inevitable when you're trying to get better at this great game. Yes, indeed. I think you'll you'll find yourself just just fine, sir. I wouldn't be too worried about that. Um, other than that, I'm you know we're gonna do this. Ne- we'll do this again next week uh, for when we go play Poppy at the end of the month. Um, we'll have Jack on the podcast too. We'll do one down in, down in Capitola. Very and, nice. Um, and then I think next week. I don't even know. I mean, we we have plenty of stuff to talk about. I think we even missed I mean, a couple bro, of things. Reviewing the Hero Open, 
Well, we can review that. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's it's worthwhile. I think it might be. Um, I mean, the talent out there is great. Uh, yeah. I mean, anything else that you got? Should we wrap I, it up? I think that's all. All right, my man. Well, as always, it's a pleasure. Um, until next time, hit them straight. Yes, sir. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week to wrap up our golf year, set goals for 2022, and recap the Hero World Challenge. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Sandy Pars Golf and visit our website, sandypars.com, for a full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Teeson, and until next time, hit him straight.